In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Lights off, but oh no, we keep the candle lit. I keep my opinions to myself, cause you can't handle it. I get on the track, my only goal is to dismantle it. Banger after banger, got the school and now the hammer. Last year I dropped my first CD, they loved it. All of them witnessed, but y'all ain't seen nothing. We made the CD with barely no money. Imagine just what we could do with a budget. We had to kill it, it never was optional. Get out the way, yeah, we pushing the envelope. We had to stop just to make it unstoppable. They asked for my point of view, I say tropical. Cause I'm in Miami. Alright, everyone. Well, welcome back to yet another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Who's listening to this shit? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Everybody. We have such a big audience now, and we're so thankful. We're so much, like, more famous now. Guys, we're, like, famous. We have, like, 2,000, yeah. over 2,000 followers now. Yeah, and that's... I don't know where you're you from, even, but that's a big deal. We're, we have way more subscribers than that, too. That's just Twitter followers you're talking about. That's right. Just so you know. All right, I don't know why we're going down this road. Um, that's really weird. Why are we doing this? Uh, we are doing this so we can give our audience uh, some awesome news and notes. We're going to give them uh, some dumpster diving. Uh, we're going to talk to Philip Caldwell uh, a little bit later on in the show. He's going to tell us uh, all about some guys who are owned in less than 5 or 10% of leagues. So you definitely want to hear that. And, uh, of course, you have uh, the all-star, Christian Brito. And uh, oh, you have me just sitting all-star. here agreeing with what he says. Yeah, sixth man of the year right there, Dale DeMott. <laughs> I'm here for the team. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry, man. I'm okay being a six man. That's, that's not how I feel. Listen, I'm I'm not a podcaster. I'm here to uh, just boost, you know, boost some morale and give you some uh, give you some good knowledge. Dropping some knowledge, dude. I'm in such a good mood today. There was so much fantasy news. My phone was just like bleep 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 bleep. This guy bleep 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 bleep. That guy bleep 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 bleep. Yep. You know, yep. um, and we're we're in such some, good, look. We're gonna give every listener a T-shirt. Um, do we put like a disclaimer there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a really fine print. We're not giving every listener a t-shirt. Very tiny fine print. <laughs> We're only giving the guy whose name is actually every listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so, uh, Christian. Dude, we got, we got a lot of news to cover. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, you obviously have some stupid ass question you want to ask. Uh, really quick. No debate. Um, top five TV shows of all time. Okay, listen here. We talked about this. Mad Men doesn't deserve to be in that no, conversation. No, no. Well, who's your top five? You don't have to start being defensive on my top five. All right, my top five, I, I like the comedy shows. So there's going to be several of those. And then I like the the grand spectacle type of show. So Game of Thrones is number one. Um, and it's not very close for me. Um, there's a few other shows that would be higher if I had a longer list. Um, like Better Call Saul is one of my favorite, favorite shows, but it's not in there because of a lack of a resume. Um, Westworld only has three episodes, but if it continues at that pace, I mean, it's going to end up being one of my favorite shows just based off of okay. three hours of, of what I've watched so far has blown me away. But number one, Game of Thrones. Um, 
Number two is probably Scrubs. Okay, that's um, fair. It's a good I, show. I love Scrubs, and I debate with that one between Scrubs and The Office. It depends on which one I've watched more recently. Okay. Um, the Office. The only difference with The Office is it ended stronger than than the, than Scrubs. It had a strong but, ending. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <clears throat> those two shows, comedy, love them. Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll round out the top five with Lost. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, you. You know, we we agree on a couple things. My top five: Breaking Bad at number one, Mad Men at number two, Parks and so Rec, ridiculous. The Office, and wrapping up with Lost. I think we kind of talked to, talked about Lost and kind of came up with a consensus. Not the best ending, but uh, character development and storyline was awesome. The greatest, the greatest character development of any show yeah. ever. Yeah, they did it right. So uh, let us know what your but, top five is. I'm curious what, what everybody else is watching, what they watched. Uh, anyone that puts Mad Men in their top five, top ten, um, probably has a very bad fantasy team. Uh, hashtag Mad Men top five. No, that's a bad nope. hashtag. Don't do that. That's a terrible, terrible <laughs> hashtag. I just, that was the top of my head. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Uh, so that was We need another show. We need another show to talk about shows. Yes. The show about shows. That's good. I just thought of that. Right. I'm a marketing mastermind. Oh, I came up with another uh, another good segment for us today. Uh, not today, but listen to this. This is a. Is it better than uh, <laughs> talking trades from yesterday? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 This is even better. This is. Are you going to trade trash or stash? That's a million dollar idea. So you're just taking Armando's trash or stash and putting trade in stat- and putting trade because there has it. to be three options. Why not four? Because three works. Why not trade trash stash or mash? All right. Um, so let's no no nope nope. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're five minutes you in. You need the game show horn. <laughs> Play the game show horn right now, please. Thank you. Oh, God. Uh, All right. You. Okay. Um, let's talk about some news and notes. <laughs> Tails really upset. News and notes. <laughs> we haven't done a podcast together in like a week, dude. I understand why you're upset with me. This is great. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, I had like the worst day. And then I come on to talk about fantasy football. I'm like giddy. I'm smiling. The world is happy again. So let's talk about people being ruled out for week seven. Let's talk about some of these. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about, um, I guess. Let's talk about Oh, no, no, no sex, hold on. Baby. We're, we're going to bring this back. Let's to much anticipation we are bringing back the greatest bits ever on eat sleep fantasy <laughs> we're talking about muy importante or it doesn't matter yes and for all those that weren't around listening to us when we initially did this bit, uh, we people had hated it. dozens of people at the time emailing us and tweeting us never to do this again. We even got some bad reviews on iTunes about it. 
Um, but and we're we doing got it people again. that loved it too. Like it's uh, it's one of those things you either hate it or love it. But uh, the underdog's on top. Yeah, that's right. And I won't stop, homie, until my heart stops. It's a little fifty cent for those that don't know. Nope. Um. Okay. Yes, it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Oh God, you're quoting people you don't even know. So pretty sure it was the game. Oh, maybe you're right. Damn it! Now I feel like an idiot. It might have been. Hold on. I think hold you're on. Right. I think you're right. Oh man, I sound like a stupid it's, white boy. It's the game featuring Fifty Cent. So I don't know if I'm right or you're right. Uh, let's split the difference. Um, okay. So, anyways, Eddie Royal has officially been ruled out for week seven. Uh, the biggest impact here, of course, is uh, Cameron Meredith and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, what says before, you? Before you get into that, Dale, what? Eddie Royal is out for week seven. Is that muy importante or it doesn't matter? Uh, it's muy importante. Muy importante. Oh, muy importante. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm having so much fun right now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think both Cameron Meredith and Alshon Jeffrey um, are going to eat this week. I don't think that it I, – I have both of them in one league, and I'm starting both of them this week. I think uh, I've been talking crazy about Brian Hoyer. I still love him. I think he does really well against this uh, – against uh, – are they playing Green Bay? Yeah, they're playing Green Bay against this Green Bay defense. Okay. I actually, I'm going to agree with you, Dale. This is muy importante. Muy importante. You know why? Why? Because Meredith is going to continue to have value, and he's going to continue to be, I mean, he's going to continue to be great. Is, is, it, and Brian, is it bold to say that he might claim the number one spot that he's a wide receiver one on that offense i think it, it's too early right but he could it's too early uh, i think it has a lot to do with comfort level like when you're the second string quarterback and you're throwing to a lot of guys that in the preseason and stuff like that might have been the second string you have that comfort level with that guy the more the season progresses the more i would expect it to shift slowly towards alshon jeffrey because he's the alpha of those receivers. But I think they're both have tremendous value rest of season. As long as Hoyer is a quarterback and I don't know why you would switch back to Jay Cutler. No, absolutely not. And I, this is, it's, it'll be a huge disappointment for me owning Alshon Jeffrey and Cameron Meredith. Uh, if Jay Cutler comes back, um, I will be an angry fantasy owner. Um, but for this week, this news, muy importante, um, your bears wide receivers, um, their value should be great this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's move to the other side of the ball for that same game. Um, running back Eddie Lacy was rolled out today. Um, not going to be active for the game. Uh, they're saying maybe Ty Montgomery is going to get some snaps in the backfield. Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, unless you're an Eddie Lacy wait, wait, owner. Wait, wait. Sorry. Eddie Lacy's ruled out for week seven. Is that more importante or does it matter? Um, in the scheme of if you're an Eddie Lacy owner, this is muy importante. Muy importante. The reason being is you never want to see Bob Anderson's name 
attached to one of your fantasy running backs or wide receivers. Um, and this week, Eddie Lacy is heading out to get a second opinion um, for Doctor Bob from Doctor Bob Anderson. Um, that ankle injury might end up being, and this is just—I mean, this is all speculation, right? Um, this might, it might end up being a little worse than we initially thought. I mean, at first, okay, his ankle's fine. At second, oh, he might be out. We, uh, he might be out for Thursday. Oh, he's out for Thursday. Okay, now he's heading out to um, to see the to see the specialist. So I'm, I'm getting more increasingly worried about Eddie Lacy. Now, on the other side of that coin, I'm, I'm going to hedge a little bit because for Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy owners, it's muy importante. But in the scheme of who am I going to pick up, who am I going to play instead, in the scheme of Ty Montgomery and Niall Davis, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! Right. right. I'm, not, I'm not comfortable playing either one of these guys. I know we're going to talk to Phil in just a minute about Ty Montgomery because that's one of his dumpster diving guys. Um, and it'll probably blow up in my face, but... I don't feel comfortable starting Ty Montgomery yet um, until I really see what they're going to do with him in terms of carries. I don't know if they're going to do that. And now Davis, I mean, now Davis just flew in, right? I I don't see them giving him a ton of work. Watch this guy get a fucking goal line carry and a touchdown. But I'm not starting either one. I don't feel comfortable with either one. For them, it doesn't matter. For Lacey, muy importante. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you on both counts. Um, You know, I'm, I would never, going back to the Nile Davis stuff, uh, never trust a running back that uh, just got his locker three days ago. And, you know, they're, they're not going to put him out there. Um, you know, goal line touch, maybe, you know, if it's a really simple, you know, goal line run, you know, maybe. But uh, don't bank on him. Don't play him in hopes. I don't think he's, you know, we learned our lesson with Justin Forsett last week, right? <laughs> I mean, he signed right. midweek and uh, he didn't do anything, and rightfully so, because um doesn't know the playbook, doesn't know what's going on. Um, so... I had a little uh, little discussion off air about that, but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask my own D too much this week. What do I need to do that? No, I can't do it. I mean, I lost in almost all of my leagues this week <laughs> after not having lost since I don't know. I had I had a I had a three week streak of not losing anywhere, and then I come out and uh, lose everywhere, lose almost everywhere. Yeah. Um, It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, the next guy, uh, not to move on too fast, but uh, you know Doug Martin. We were expecting uh, for Martin to be back healthy after the bye. Uh, he missed Monday's practice, then he missed Tuesday's practice, and uh, now they're saying he suffered a setback and that there's no timetable for his return. Um, is this more importante, or it doesn't matter? Um, man, I feel like. Maybe we need to do a better job of getting some uh, it doesn't matters in our report. Because this one, this one is muy importante. Muy importante. Um, Doug Martin's going to be out even longer than we inspected, right? I, uh, expected, before this news. Expected. expected, that's what I you said. said. Inspected. But that's okay. <clears throat> no, I, I said expected, but I had like some phlegm in my throat. <laughs> I'm only correcting you because so I know out weird. you would be really quick to correct me. So let's go on. Well, I, I know what I meant to say, but I just have a speech impediment. Okay, Dale. <laughs> I have uh, something Oslot slaughters of the mouth. Oh, it's Oscar slaughters, and Oscar is not of the mouth. It's a serious knee disease. Right. You know what that disease is? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, anyways, Doug Martins, he's going to be sidelined, obviously, with the setback. For Jacquez, our Rodgers owners, like Dale DeMottis, um, that's great news. You got a running back for the next week or two. Yeah, thank God. Um, but something that I said and something that concerned me um, in listening to some of these fantasy doctors giving their report about Doug Martin is if they try to rush him back, the likelihood of re-injury with the type of of injury that he has in his hamstring, he could definitely have a setback. And what happens? He has a setback because they try to bring him back right after the bye instead of waiting for it to fully heal. So, I mean, this could be a timetable that lasts well more than a week or two. We could see this linger for several weeks. So, Jacquez Rogers owners, be happy. Their schedule after their bye right now is looking like it's getting a whole lot better. Yep. They, they've decided they need to lean more on the run, which you saw with Jacquez Rogers getting over 30 touches. Um, they don't necessarily trust Jameis as much as I thought they would this season because, frankly, he hasn't shown that he deserves it this year. So very important. Love Rogers for the next couple of weeks, and we'll see his value um, for, for anything beyond that. But very, very important if you're a Doug Martin owner or a Jacquez Rogers owner. Yep, I 100% agree. This is uh, muy importante for everybody involved. <laughs> Um, if you stash Rodgers, if you used him last week and you were rewarded and you kept on to him, uh, held on to him, that's awesome. Uh, Doug Martin owners, uh, man, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I guess should have accepted trades when you could have. Yeah, exactly. Because you got to hold on to him now, and hopefully he comes back. I mean, best case scenario, you have out, him. Sorry. You have him in the fantasy playoffs. That's the best case scenario, and he has an amazing playoff schedule. Uh, even then, if Rodgers is doing awesome, um, I don't know how much Doug Martin takes back. You know, the last few games, we'll see. Now, do you think Rodgers can hold up with that ridiculous workload? Because I, I don't know if he can. I don't know. I mean, he's good. <laughs> I mean, we you know we saw flashes of it. Um, you know, playing in Atlanta. Um, you know, he would you know have a couple carries and fifty yards or something like that. You know, uh, we saw right. flashes. I think, I think he can. I think he could do okay. I mean, yeah, 30 carries a game, not a chance, but um, if they manage right. him. Right, there's nobody out there getting 20, th- uh, 30 carries a game, but, I mean, for a running back, he's he's not just small. He's very small. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's five foot six. so very tiny guy, but, you know, if he's going to be getting the work, love him. Um, and honestly, he might be available on your waiver wire. Pick him up. Great plug-and-play, um, especially this week against the 49ers. Pick them up, play them, you're good to go. Yeah. And All right, Dale. He, he did have 30 touches last game, last week. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I said that. I said that. Okay. All right. I said that. <laughs> um, so the news that came out really late today, um, and I guess I hope everybody's heard it by now, um, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, <laughs> What's his name? What's his name, Dale? Because you're going to call me out on missaying words, mispronouncing words. What's his name? LaShawn McCoy. Um, he injured his hamstring today. Um, at the reports are coming out. They said it was mild to moderate hamstring uh, injury. Um, Rex Ryan did not look too excited in the press conference after practice. Uh, he looked actually a little worried. I don't know if he knows something that everybody else doesn't, but uh, he was definitely worried about it. Um, our fantasy doctor, Dr. Seelan Parekh, uh, mentioned in a tweet that it could, you know, 
couldn't be maybe it's not a big deal and he could be back this week or you know something described as a mild to moderate could be you know out up to four weeks um, again that's just early speculation but um, that just gives you an idea of what to expect so uh, going back to this I think it is more importante at the moment keep a close eye uh, I, in the grand scheme of things, Dale, I'm, I'm going to go with it doesn't matter on this one. It doesn't matter. I expect what? LaShawn McCoy to. I'm going to. I expect them to miss one week, and to uh, and to come back from what uh, what's probably on the milder side now, of an injury. Now we know that McCoy has had hamstring issues in the past that sidelined him. Right. It is what lingered last year, yeah. and that's the thing that you know. That's the only thing, right? Maybe it lingers like Doug Martin's injury, but Doug Martin's injury was a little bit more serious um, in its in its nature than uh, than Lashawn McCoy. So, um, give me one moment because I want to quickly pull up the Buffalo Bills schedule. Sure. I mean, and um, and you know, I mean, uh, Mike Gillisley, um, he should fill in pretty nicely. I think he's talented enough to get some good production from you uh, for you. Um, I don't know if he's gonna carry the whole workload i don't think he is i think it's going to be a little bit more of a timeshare i don't think it's going to be his show but uh i do think he has some value and definitely worth a pickup especially if mccoy misses more than a week or two or you know even more than a week uh he's a good stash and a gator yeah matchups outside of this week against the dolphins that's a good matchup for a running back but outside of that they have the patriots and then the seahawks in the two weeks following so not exactly great matchups for gillis lee or or anybody filling in um, but I, I would expect McCoy no more than one or two weeks to miss. Yeah. Well, don't forget the Bills play great against Bill Belichick. So, uh, well, I should say Rex Ryan plays pretty well against Bill Belichick. So um, keep an eye on it. Yep. Um, you, you did mention Gillisley. Um, in in line after him are Reggie Bush and Jonathan Williams. Right, Exactly. Not comfortable with either one of those guys, but I would, I would give a nice little look at Gillis Lee because I think uh, if you need a guy for a week or two, he might be able to plug in at least this week against the Dolphins. Yeah, he's not going to be a workhorse, but he'll get work, and I think he'll be productive. By the way, what what's going on with uh, with Tyrod Taylor's like mustache goatee wannabe thing? Like it doesn't connect. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And if it like Tyrod, like if it doesn't connect, neither can we. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not feeling that. I don't know. He's, you look like you're 18. He's uh, he's being his own person. I applaud him. Be you. Hashtag Toolman Taylor. Hashtag do you, boo-boo. <laughs> um, Stefan Diggs, he finally practiced today, Wednesday. Um, he's set to go for a week seven game against the Eagles. Um, are you as high on Stefan Diggs as you were? Um, I ne- no. I have I have never been even after his big game a few weeks ago. It uh it kills Adam Thielen's value for me is what it does. Okay. Um, for me, uh, this news is good for the Minnesota offense in general. Good for Sam Bradford. Good for Jarek McKinnon. Um, but you're not getting any sort of elite production from any of these guys. You might have a couple of good games from Stefan Diggs from here to the rest of the, you know to the end of the season. But overall, this news it doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So why why are we talking about it? <laughs> we can move on then. Um, we can talk a little bit about Jordan Reed. Um, he did return to practice in a non-contact jersey. Um, 
what it, I guess he he looks like he will play, but we don't know for sure yet. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> this is uh, this is one of those things that's kind of on the with Jordan Reed and concussions. I mean, at this point with him, they kind of have to play it safe. So for me, this is actually muy importante because at least we're on the right track. It seems like he's progressing through the concussion protocol. He's getting closer to coming back, but he's just a guy. Like he just needs to stay healthy. Yeah. It's it's not. He's he needs to retire. I'm sorry. <laughs> After five concussions, uh, yeah, your brain has been jiggled around enough. Um, and those are just five reported concussions. Who knows how many he's had in college, and uh, you know in the NFL that weren't reported. Um, so yeah, uh, you know each concussion like. The fantasy doc has mentioned before each concussion is its own separate injury. Uh, once you recovered from it fully, uh, you know you're okay. Um, so, I guess you know once he comes back, expecting to be in full speed and back to normal, Jordan Reed. But personally, uh, if he was my friend, I would tell him to stop playing. I'd tell him to stop playing football. Yeah. Um. You know, usually you see like these recurring concussions i don't know if it's just if it's just me um it's usually these smaller wide receivers right um jordan reed's not a small guy he just keeps having these concussions over and over again along with other soft tissue um, injuries um so you know he just needs to stay healthy man yeah i feel bad for the guy yeah because honestly but um for me, it's very important to keep track of how he's progressing because, I mean, with him, this could be he plays this week. It could be he's out wait, for several wait, you more. Said very important, don't you mean? Muy importante. Muy importante. It's muy importante, Dale. Yes. Um, Thank you. Okay, so Carlos Hyde was at practice on Wednesday uh, with his arm in a sling. Um, uh, Chip Kelly said it's a stretch for him to play. That pretty much means he's not going to play. Um, so who are we looking at here in the San Francisco backfield, if any? Uh, are we excited about the Bucks matchup? What's going on? Uh, unless you're the Carlos Hyde owner, dude, this th- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! I'm not playing. I'm not playing Mike Davis. I'm not playing Sean Drone. Um, we had a little debate. Me and Armando off air. Who's going to get the guy that gets the carries? Because obviously, um, last week once uh, once Carlos Hyde exited the game, it was the Mike the Mike Davis show. Even though Sean Drone has served as a backup through the first five weeks prior to that, um, so uh, I think going forward, it might be a pretty even split. Whereas coming into last week, I would have been all about. You know, pick up Sean Drone. He's going to be the guy. But I think they they want to see what they have in Mike Davis. Yeah. So um, I would expect. Actually, I'm going to go with Armando in this one. Mike Davis to get the first crack, but for the for the load to be even enough that it's it's going to really kill their either guy's value. And they've both been rushing pretty poorly. I mean, yeah. Mike Davis has been rushing for 1.8 yards a carry. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, and Sean Drone. I mean, he just isn't very good. I mean, <laughs> his whole career he hasn't been really good at all um you're only picking up because the volume could be there and that has um you know that has value there so so um yeah so this news i guess is muy importante to the carlos hyde owner to keep an eye out 
You might have to bench him this week, but it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All right. Agreed. Uh, something a little surprising. Um, today around lunchtime, uh, Terrell Pryor was reported not at practice. Um, surprising? Do we have a problem with this? What's going on? Um, no, he, he could very well miss this week. So, um, actually relatively surprising, um, hamstring strain that apparently he suffered during the Titans game, but we didn't hear about it till today. Um, so he wasn't in practice Wednesday, uh, for the Browns offense. I mean, what are you going to do now? Cause now you're basically down to your offense being basically your running backs, <laughs> They're probably going to line up both running backs at the same time and hope, you know, Duke can do something out of the backfield and um, Crowell can actually manage to run the ball a little bit more effectively this week. Um, the Bengals, right? They're playing the Bengals this week. I believe so. Uh, so, man, as far as the offense as a whole, it's important, but not not a crazy amount of people were starting Terrell Pryor. I know there was people flexing him. He's been okay. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, if you own a Cleveland Browns wide receiver, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I have, I have really nothing to add to that. Um, it doesn't matter. All right. One last piece of news, and then we're going to give Philip a call. But this is pretty big news. I think this is news of the day, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll nominate it for news of the day. Uh, Geno Smith was named starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Um, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, after the long holdout in the offseason, uh, came into the season just horrible. <laughs> um, and Geno Smith has taken over. So what does this look like for Brandon Marshall, Quincy and Nunwa, uh, Matt Forte, uh, Geno Smith in deep quarterback leagues? What do you think? What's going do on? Do you think... Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick has just totally regressed to be awful? Or do you think he's just really missing Eric Decker? Like, what the hell is going on? He threw nine interceptions in two weeks span. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's I mean, insane. Eric Decker definitely has something to do with his production. He used and he loved Decker. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Smith Smith can't be that much worse. Like, he can't be worse. Exactly. I, exactly. It's just, it's kind of, <laughs> it's my argument for... Uh, Peyton Manning. For the yeah, for the for the Denver Broncos yeah. this year, like it can't be worse than it was last right. year. That was horrific, right? right? Um, so, Geno Smith I isn't guess, going to throw six interceptions in the game. I I I actually think this is kind of muy importante. We we talked about this off air where you might lower Brandon Marshall. I might actually bring Marshall up because he's going to probably try to lean on his wide receiver one hone in on him, try to throw it to him, might make some boat-headed plays because, I mean, we saw Geno Smith at the end of the game. I mean, he, he turned over the ball, like, really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, I think uh, I think it's good for Marshall, maybe not so much for Anunwa or the rest of the passing game. I'm, but... I'm really curious, and maybe I sound like a novice asking this question, but how much did Geno Smith work with Quincy Anunwa in the offseason and, you know, during game prep and stuff like that? Um I think there might be some kind of connection there. Well, he worked with, I mean, remember, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't sign with a team so very late, so he worked with everybody. Good point. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I just, I think 
I think a Noonwall becomes a security blanket. I mean, this is all speculation, right? We don't know, but I think a Noonwall becomes a security blanket, and uh, Marshall could be his home run, you know, red zone, you know, deep end zone target. Either way, I, I don't necessarily love anything going on with the Jets this oh, no. year. This might end up being a lost year for the Jets, including Matt Forte. Um, it definitely Matt Forte. Um, I I thought that I was gonna have to like eat it, like eat some crow on uh, yeah. um, on your Forte call on my Forte call after the first couple weeks. I'm definitely not gonna have to eat any crow. Yeah, he could pick it up. I mean, give the give, yes. give the Jets an opportunity to it, run the ball. He could pick it up and be what I thought he would be, which would be a middle of the road kind of guy. But people were drafting him as a top twelve to fourteen running back. He's not going to be that. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. 